Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome and thank you for joining us. Happy to be spending our show live with you today. If you happen to be listening live, if you're not, you can get us in multiple ways. If you want to listen live, you can listen to us Saturdays at 12 o'clock Pacific time on the WS Radio app or at WSRadio.com. If you want to listen to the archives, there's many ways you can or do that. Or live on Twitter. Well, had We're live on Twitter, side. hashtag Tech uh-huh. Radio. Uh, iHeartRadio, you can listen to us, and iTunes, you can download as well. So lots of places to listen, and I hope you will uh, pass this along to your friends and tell them to listen. Uh, how are you, Marcia? How was your week? Doing good, doing good. I want to say hi to El Chorizo, Tom Rubin, who's right now the first person to tweet us, hashtag Tech Radio on Twitter. And uh, it was a busy week, done a bunch of things. You know, every time I try and have not a busy week, it's busy. What the yeah, heck well. is that all about, right? I know. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I had a reasonably busy week. I hosted uh, was a fascinating evening. I hosted James Comey uh, at the Distinguished Speaker Series in Los Angeles. And that was a fascinating evening. He is wildly entertaining. He is taller than I'll get out. He's six foot eight. Uh, wow. And it, yeah, big guy. I mean, you know, I normally protest people that are taller than I am when I'm on stage. So uh, fortunately, we sat for the interview and uh, it was fascinating. Doctor was straight up about everything that he felt was right and wrong. And, you know, uh, for the most part, a fairly bipartisan audience gave him st- several standing ovations. So it was kind of an interesting evening. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll see how that went. So uh, other than that, it was a uh, reasonably good week. And uh, we had a, we had a bunch of things we wanted to actually talk to you about today. And the first one, and, and this is fascinating. What, what, do you use? I know you have this. I do. You have an Echo. Uh, I know you have an iPhone. You have an Android. Do you use voice recognition on any of those devices on a regular basis? I used to use used to use Alexa a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't anymore. And today we have a whole bunch of privacy issues and, and stuff right. we're going to talk about. Uh, but I don't for that reason anymore. So, well, yeah. it's interesting. But I use the I, only thing I do use is Google Assistant. And you use that regularly. I use it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I but use I figure Google lot. knows everything already. Google knows every well, website I've ever been to. So. Yeah. This is true. I use uh, uh, Siri a lot. Use it all probably every day for, you know, especially when I'm driving and I don't want to obviously use typing when you're driving. It's not a good idea. So I use a lot of voice things to make phone calls, to search for things, to send text messages. Uh, so you can do all those things by voice. And I use Echo fairly regularly, I would say, you know, mostly, you know, how old is somebody? Or this morning I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before the show. I wanted to know how many calories were in it. So I asked um, Echo how many calories and she told me. So that was interesting. But Apple... Apple has just bought up the company called Toy Talk. 
Troy Talk is the company that, or Polestring as they were also called, uh, is the company that put the voices into toys like the Barbie dolls or Thomas the Tank Engine uh, in partnership with Mattel. They started in 2011. It was founded by a former Pixar, uh, Pixar executive. They brought in about $44 million in 2011. And the reason that Apple did this apparently is they've, everyone feels they're lagging behind Amazon Echo, Google Assistant, and their quality and their ability to sound real, to communicate, to do the things that you want them to do. So um, apparently they're going to be purchasing this company, and they're hoping to develop better integration with people that use these kind of devices. Uh, there was an issue with Polestring back in 2015, apparently. Uh, they said that they were hacking into steel children's voice recordings and other uh-huh. sensitive info. Uh, that wasn't such a good thing. Uh, then they rebranded as Polestring back in 2016, so I guess changing their name made them okay. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, you know, I think it's a very important thing. I think everybody's using these, or not everybody, but most people are now using Using these kind of devices, and I like them. And if they get better, more power to them. So um, that was yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, but again, I again, again, we've got a security issue. I mean, these people were caught once already, right? Right. Recording children's voices. No, Marcia, and, that was the old company in a different name. Oh, of so course. They're perfectly fine now. T- totally different. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, you know, I just I don't think this is perhaps something we should be having for children mm-hmm. um children in my opinion need imagination they need to learn they have to make their own stories up because i don't know if you when you were a little tiny boy if you ever talked mm-hmm. to your toys but i talked to my toys sure. and i made up the I whole story do. in uh, but i made up the whole story in my head right this way apple or whomever guides the story and i don't like that I really mm-hmm. don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, and uh, as Willy Wonka said, pure imagination. You know, that's one of the things that makes being a kid really cool because you can do that kind of stuff. But, you know, I guess we'll see over time how this actually works out and if it's a good thing. But, yeah, that's a tough one. So yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm not, just, not, just not thinking it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Now, a lot of people feel the same way. Um, okay, so you found a story about a device that I have been using for, for quite a while. So uh, what's the story on Arrow? And we, this is going to open up a whole discussion for us, okay? Arrow, which was the startup. Pretty much mm-hmm. they invented um, Mesh. Well, they didn't invent it, but they were the first to get it into common usage. Yeah, they were one of the first ones to use it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was a big deal. And I tweeted about this this morning, and I think that's great. Um, For those who can't remember or didn't listen last week, a mesh network sends the signal from node to node, and each node puts out the same strength signal as you would normally get from your router. So your whole house is perfect with wi-fi it, it works incredibly well I yeah use it works Linksys. great i've been using it for what three four years at least and it's great and i've been using the linksys uh velop which has three bands which carries it even farther so hey it, it's fabulous i'm really happy with it yep but the great. fact that amazon has now bought it i don't know like okay amazon has microwaves amazon has speakers Amazon has what 
everything, all our data. They know everything we buy, when we buy it, what time we go on line. And now they're going to know and have access to our entire Wi-Fi history. Yep. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, Mark, if you can afford it, I, I'd just switch it out. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know I, I'm just, I worry about You know about how this. I feel about this. I, I stopped worrying about it. I just stopped worrying about it. That's the only thing you can do. Pretend like it doesn't matter, and they'll get you if they get you. And, you know, we've said this a million times on the show. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, unless yeah, you well, dumb down to no electronic devices and... Well, I you, really don't see a reason for an Amazon smart home microwave. I'm just saying. <laughs> what? Because remember, your router knows yep. if you go to look at the app, the router knows every device up to MAC address that you have attached to that browser. Of course, um, sure. to, to your internet. Yeah. And there was an article in Gizmodo, which I thought was uh, that the, the buy was great news for Eros founders, who are undoubtedly chin-deep in Bezo bucks. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought that was great. Less but Bezo bucks those, than it used to be. Well, not quite yet. We'll see how yeah, that rolls yet, out. Soon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even going there. There's so much I could say. <laughs> but but the bottom line is people were thinking that Apple would have bought Arrow, which right. would have made a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, if I was Apple, I think Arrow would have been a perfect buy for them because, right, they quit making the Apple, what were they called, the Wi-Fi nodes, right. extenders. You know, they stopped doing it. So they should have bought Arrow, mm -hmm. in my humble opinion. Mm -hmm. But now we have a little privacy issue with Amazon getting everything from Arrow. So it's creepy. It upsets me all, all that much. And on that same note, I, I was reading about the new advances in how these devices are reporting in. Mm -hmm. Now your smart light that you've got connected will tell Amazon and Google what time you go to bed. Yeah, that's great. They're not just getting the on-off information anymore. They're getting information because as people, like, get the rights to embed Alexa or Google into their, you know, device because they want to be the hot ticket and they want to be Internet-enabled because it makes it cool and neat. I mean, people like Logitech, Hunter mm -hmm. Fan Company, they all send an endless stream of information. Now, you think, what kind of endless stream is a Hunter fan going to send? <laughs> well, the, right? I mean, of course, Amazon wants to know every time the light's turned on. But now, you're, they're going to know regardless of whether you asked Alexa to toggle the switch. Smart televisions now must report the channel they're set to. Mm -hmm. Smart locks phone home and tell the company whether or not the front door bolt is engaged or not. This is going a little deep, and I'm personally yeah. drawing a line. I was never a fan of smart locks. I mean, that, that just holds no, a we've key talked about friggin' that before, works. Right. Key works, right? right? Yep. But, I mean, now think about all these things. And some of the device makers are pushing back because they're saying, you know, this is... We actually switched out our security cameras to another brand 
And I'll talk about that another week. But um, because we didn't want our data going into one of these pools. I figure there's the Google pool, the Apple pool, the Amazon pool, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got your maybe your Linksys pool and you've got that's about it. You, you got the big names. Right. Um, as long as a smart device has good security, I'd rather go with a different brand because, I mean, you've got Nest, too, right? That reports into Google. Yep. yep. <laughs> and look, I, the only thing you can, I was going to say, the only thing you can really do about this is dumb down your house if you're really paranoid right. about it. Turn off the Internet connections. Don't connect your TV to your to your internet you don't have to do that you know you can you don't have to use smart devices you know if we used to call it the house of the future well if you want use the house of the past just right. don't use all kinds of electronic you know, devices it we use a lot of electronic devices but be smart about it and you know see where you're depositing your data because yeah. they're not just using it to improve the way you use devices <laughs> you are so skeptical i'm just shocked marcia yeah yeah. As a matter no, of fact, it's a, it's Uncle wrong. Uncle Bill even says he very rarely uses Apple Siri anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's a novelty, and uh, why continue? Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's only useful for not having to type, you know, not having right. to put your hands on, you know. So that's that's the main function of it. But uh, no, I I don't know what to do about it. And like I say, I've adopted the attitude: okay, take my information, do what you want with it. You know, because there's not a lot that you can really do about it other than, I mean, my wife's probably the smartest one. She it, she uses a flip phone. She doesn't use a computer. She doesn't use email. She doesn't have an iPad. She doesn't have a smartphone. She has a flip phone, and she watches TV. And that's the extent of her electronic usage, you know, other than a microwave or something like that. But well, we I, wanted any- to, I wanted to let you know that I've been trying to, because I'm doing in, some other tech inserts for other stations local here in L.A., and I've been trying to get information. Like, I've been trying to get DWP to give me the figures on how much does it really add to your electric bill if you're charging an electric car at home. How much? Um, And I sent you an article on the solar thing that I was mm-hmm. invest. Did yep. you read that whole article? It was I did. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. The sales pitch and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. a very small percentage of the world is actually using sol- solar right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a whole lot going on with these new technologies, and there's going to have to be a fallout. And I'm sure that will come someday in the future. And, you know, until then, do what you feel is best. You know, you've got to consider what, what your risks are. I mean, we've talked right. about extensively in the past how, uh, was it 23andMe, 20, 24andMe, whatever the DNA research company right. was that fu- was selling your information yeah, yeah. to. Oh, and they just, sold a, they just sold a whole new block more to a drug company, just so okay. you know. So, yeah. uh, you know, when we all thought certain things were safe, you came up with a story now on GPSs. What the heck? Yeah, this What's is this? Ja- this is really interesting. I remember back in 2000, everybody remembers the Y2K bug. Right. It was a disaster. The world was going to come to an end, and everything would stop working because it was all tied to your computer. And I used to tell people because you know, let's see, in 2000, yeah, I was at, at KBC, so we had a lot of conversations about KBC, uh, you know, about people using their devices and i said you know just everybody chill out the world is not going to end and it didn't so now well it was funny i had some people coming over to my house 
to get there was supposedly a software that would reset your computer's clock so you wouldn't <laughs> right yeah and i was like it. giving it out the back door of my office it was like hysterical yes it was ridiculous <laughs> well apparently april 6th of this year GPS devices have signals that include a timestamp and what they call part of a timestamp, uh, which is a uh, number storage device. They store as 10 binary bits, whatever that is. 10 bits allow it to store 1,024 weeks before it resets, which means that the reset happens roughly after 20 years. So on April 6th, that reset happens, potentially causing them to stop working. Okay, so it could, in fact, happen. They could stop working. Now, now is this all GPS devices? Is what well, about the one that comes in your car? Is that what's the, the you story? You know, I don't. The, I, the story didn't indicate which GPS devices. They just said GPS in general. So I guess you'd have to check on your individual devices. But well, it says any GPS device that has been manufactured after 2010 should be fine. Yeah. As long as it conforms to ICD-200 and IS.GPS-200 specifications. Yeah. Um, my car's from 2008. I'm dying. Uh-oh. All right. Maybe they'll maybe they'll give me a free new set of maps. I've been kind of well. You know, <laughs> you know the real problem is, and you look at it in 2008. So that car is now 11 years old. Are yep. the manufacturers going to update your GPS? Uh, probably not. Well, you know, but you I, see, my G. I don't know my GPS. I get real time traffic from Sirius XM. Right. Which is interesting. So yep. that comes over the air. So that's not. Yeah, not something stored in the car. The only well, that's thing that's current. really that's stored in current. the car is the maps. Yeah, I, it's going to be, you know, I mean, I guess all you can do is uh, on April 6th, go out someplace and see if you put in Disneyland and it takes you to Canada. Then you'll know that something's wrong. So yep. I don't know. We'll see. You know, you have to, but it is worth, if you have an older device, it is worth looking into getting a patch for that device if you want to continue using it. And G frankly, oh. if it's not in your car, GPS devices are very inexpensive now. You know, you By can the get way, them. They used to be you a lot. Yeah. I want to say hi to George Iacovazzi. I can't pronounce your last name, George, but thanks hey, George. for listening. Linda Sherman Gordon agrees that Apple should have bought Eero since well, they well, discontinued Time's Capsule. Yeah, well, she's, yeah. she's right there. And uh, let me see. Uncle Bill said the Y2K bug was scary. I love Uncle Bill. <laughs> Sometimes he makes the show worthwhile, I'll tell you. It's funny. <laughs> it, you know, it's fine. It just never, ever phased me. When that Y2K story came out, I went, yeah, ho-hum. You know, maybe I was just not as uh, concerned as I sh perhaps should have been. But as it turned out, it just, it was nothing. It was a non-event, a complete non-event. Well, this our one's next a little bit different, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We will be reporting on it here on Tech Radio. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, we've talked a lot about... The next story we have... Well, yeah, about uh, on right, right to um, repair. Yeah, right to repair. And we interviewed, if you remember, Eric Lundgren. Yes, Before we did, he went yeah. to prison. Is he still in prison well, now? Yes, he is in prison. Um, yeah. Been emailing. We're going to ha try to get him on the air <laughs> as soon as we can. Uh, he yeah. can't, uh, can't do an interview from the big house because I'm not going to the big house to do the interview. Mm, well, they get a three-minute phone call, so we can get them on for a three-minute interview. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. So, right to repair, for those of you who don't know about it. My personal belief that is, if you buy something, you should have the right to fix it. Yes, right. it may invalidate a warranty, or your yep. warranty may have expired. 
And you have a way of giving uh, something more life, as was the case with Eric Lundgren, where he mm-hmm. got got uh, thrown out computers that he revived and made new yep. and sold to people so they could afford computers. Right. Um, Sony borked their systems, their games. Was it Sony Game Station, PlayStation, whatever PlayStation. Sony has? Yeah, uh, they borked their PlayStation if you went in and tried to fix it. Mm-hmm. And there is a law called the UCC, and uh, that should be enforced. So, right to repair movement. Allstate Insurance Company, I'm very excited, bought through its subsidiary, Square Trade. If you remember Square Trade, our buddies, yeah, sure. they were sold to Allstate. Yep. And now through Square Trade, they bought iCracked, which is one of the largest independent smartphone repair companies in the country. Mm-hmm. So when you've got someone like Allstate, um, the right to repair movement is trying to get laws passed in 15 states this year. Yeah, yeah, it looks like New um, Hampshire is already starting to do that. Yeah, uh, and they want professionals to be able to get repair tools and parts for consumer electronics. For example, right. the weird screws they put on Apple devices. Mm-hmm. You have to have special uh, tools, tools to do this. And it's all been a grassroots effort from organizations like Repair.org and iFixit. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, Apple, John Deere, Facebook, Microsoft, and trade organizations represent huge tech companies that have used their considerable p- political power to lobby against these bills. Sure. And Microsoft is the one, Microsoft and Dell are the ones who put Eric in jail. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is going to be interesting to see how it rolls out. I'm very well, excited this, to have this big name. Yeah. I mean, New Hampshire's bill, uh, which they is HB 462, uh, would require electronic manufacturers to provide the owners of independent repair businesses with access to manuals and replacement parts. But so why shouldn't everybody? Well, why no, shouldn't everybody? Should. Why do you have to have a business? And in the old days, don't you remember, you'd have an intercom system, you'd get a schematic in the box right. for installation. They didn't care right. who had it because you bought it. So yeah. we'll see. I, and the reality is that certainly for a shop, it's helpful. How many people do you know are actually going to open their devices and try to fix them? I have. One percent. I've replaced well, yes, batteries and tablets. Well, sure. You and yeah. I have done that. We've we built computers. We've done different things. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's a business that we're in. 98% of the world is not going to open their Apple or their Android Yeah, and they should or, be able to go to iFixit or somebody else. And to they get should, it. yeah. Yeah, correct. Should so not be against the law. Right. And at the end of the day, if this happens, what will what the positive of this will be that if you want to go to Apple, they're going to have to reduce their prices. You know, they're mm-hmm. not going to charge you 150 bucks for a screen when somebody else will do it for 50 That will have to happen, and they'll have to keep up with business, or they won't be doing it anymore. Well, let's see, and we're going to be following this because this is really something. I'm, I'm standing in front of the crowd with my big drum, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, and we're going to be following this story because we think it's really important. Marsha has been talking about this for years. <laughs> Uh, the right to repair, for real, uh, no, no joke. I mean, you have been, you know, kind of at the forefront of saying this is absurd. We need to have legislation that allows people. So, you mm-hmm. know, one state at a time, maybe, but it's getting there. Well, the next story we have is for you, Mark, because I found this absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. There was a post by a cardiologist on Medium, 
Yep. And it's basically, I'm a heart doctor. Here's why I'm wary of the new Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. And he said, screening for atrial fibrillation in healthy people just doesn't make sense. You read the article. What do you think about this? Well, you know, there, there's a lot of controversy about this. And there have been, interestingly enough, a number of stories since this came out that said, you know, believe the story, either do or don't, that it has actually saved lives. That there was a story about a guy who was looking at his Apple Watch, had tr done the EKG, and it was wildly all over the place. And, you know, at first he thought, mm, this is kind of silly, this doesn't work. And then it happened more and more again. He ended up going to the hospital, and in this particular case, he was you know, potentially going to have a heart attack. And it actually said it actually saved his life. The big downside, as we've talked about on this, is the fact that when you do this and it gives you a false reading, are you going to run to the hospital and find out, oh, it was my watch, it wasn't really and me. And if you remember, I tried your watch. <laughs> yeah, for... yeah, for some reason, yeah, I don't know why it wouldn't work on you. Because I'm an alien. Uh, to put it yeah, into perspective, well, right. <laughs> let's yeah, use a round really number. Strange of 1 million watch owners, Apple watch yeah. owners, we got 1 million. Know that about 1% or 10,000 people are going to have AF, arterial fibrillation. Right. And 990,000 will not have AF. Right. If the watch is wrong 10% of the time, that means nearly 100,000 people will be falsely diagnosed with AF. And right. this doctor right, wrote a study and did a study, and Harvard published a patient paper exposing a core deficit in af knowledge mm -hmm. um uh, 34 I mean, studies well i was gonna say it's a toy it's a device that may alert you to something that you know maybe you should or shouldn't ignore uh i it's certainly go to your doctor article. your doctor well, yeah, has an ekg e ecg that has 12 leads and it will tell you, do not oh, right. d trust a watch. No, As we know, I, put, I used your watch. <laughs> well, you know, we, I don't know if that was a fair test because we didn't actually put it on your wrist. We just put your, oh, your uh, finger on that's it. That's true. But, but in an article that I just wrote, um, I said, look, if you want this device, get it, use it, but don't replace your cardiologist. You know, if you got a problem, go see a real doctor. You know, don't assume that my watch, right? my Apple watch, that I needed to do something. Be safe and be secure. But, again, you know, that's why we go to doctors. So, uh, yeah, that's kind so of So we have a couple we... of seconds real quick. Yeah. New phishing attack. Uh, wait, let's not do, let's do the hacker story because uh, this is important. A hacker who stole 620 million records st strikes again. And that was mm -hmm. earlier this week. He stole 620 yeah. million. He stole... 127 million more is selling them on the dark web and these are from websites like house the interior design website stronghold kingdoms live video streaming site you now it's uh, it's getting out of control we'll talk more about uh, it later lots to come by the week coming up next don't go away we'll be right back this is marcia collier and mark cohen on ws radio with a worldwide leader in internet talk you are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple. 
and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear, everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation. All businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding. And additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinate for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 